I just recorded a whole podcast intro and I did not have my microphone on. Ooh. <laughs> hey sis, how is your heart? I wish I could just sit with you where you are right now as you are tuned into the podcast and hear what you have to say about your heart. Unfortunately, I can't, but you can always connect with me somewhere out there. You know where to find me. It's not that difficult. <laughs> I pray your heart is attentive to the things God is telling you and whispering to your heart. I pray your heart is in th- in this month of January as you fast and seek clarity, vision, purpose, plan, and any other direction that his right hand holds you fast as he continually searches your heart and cleanses it from the inside out. Cleansing your heart so it transforms from a heart of stone to a heart of flesh, into a heart that feels and heals takes time. Know this today, healing takes time, change takes time, change can be painful, but on the other side is so much joy and peace. When you stop searching for control in the midst of your situation and you start surrendering control to the one who knows, sees and hears it all. All of these can be experienced in the stillness of your heart posture. I want you to join me and my friend, Dr. Childs, Dr. Gladys Childs, as we talk about how to be still and know that he is God and you are free. Let's go. This is Kate Akukadezi, and it is great to have you listening today. What I aim to do with this podcast and the wider ministry of I Am Free Woman is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to live free in Christ every day. I believe healing is our choice, and once we embrace that process, we can truly heal others as we are healed. So I say, heal people, heal people. <laughs> I love January and it is all about cleansing and visioning. And guess what? The day this podcast is, is my younger brother's birthday, my little brother. So happy birthday, Harry. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Please remember to like, share and follow, subscribe to the podcast and also rate and review the show on Apple iTunes. It will do my heart so much good. We will be kicking off our live Dear Sister Summits in February. I think the first one is February 9th. And I can't wait for Saturday mornings when you and our guests and everyone gets to sit down and just talk about life and how we can truly live it free. We have a planner for you and I want you to be able to organize your life. So go to chiefjoyactivator.com and iamfruman.org. To start organizing your life, you are a woman of God, a woman of faith, a child of God, and you don't have time to be just feeling overwhelmed and all that, right? You want to stay focused, intentional, and live the life that you know God has intended for you. All right? Subscribe to our newsletter, dear sister. So much goodness in there on a weekly basis as well as on a monthly basis. I would love to see some of you just subscribe so that you stay connected to us. And also follow us on Instagram and Facebook and all those places at I Am Free Woman Ministries so that you stay connected to us. Today's friend is someone I greatly admire and enjoy as I follow her ministry on Instagram. Dr. Gladys Childs is a speaker, author, church leader, professor, pastor's wife, and mother. We stalk each other on Instagram and is such a beautiful encourager to me. Her passion is to meet people at the intersection of life and faith and to provide relevant understanding of and hope in God. No stranger to heartache herself, she grew up in a non-church-going family with an alcoholic mother and came to know Christ at age 14. A survivor of trauma, she firmly believes in God's ability to overcome life's traumas. So she has on her website, gladdischild.com, a section where you can submit questions. And I read a question that someone submitted. And this question was particularly personal to me. And I think everybody should go to her website and read her response to this question. And this is the question. How do I call God father after sexual abuse by dad? 
And I tell you, for someone who is an overcomer of sexual abuse, this is one that I read and her response was spot on. So go to her website, gladdischilds.com and check out those questions. All right. So here are some nuggets from my conversation with Dr. Childs. Have the mindset of being open with your journey with God. Focus on the stillness instead of giving up when practicing spiritual disciplines. It is about what you're gaining, not what you are giving up. Always turn to God no matter what. You are less of a mess today than you were yesterday and you will be better tomorrow. This is actually one of my favorite quotes. Finding meaning frames your thoughts. When you are bored with your devotions, go the next level. Do the acts that God would have you do. Do not listen to what people expect you to be. All right. And remember to choose to be free, choose to live free and choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged and exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator. Until next time, may God's goodness and mercy follow you always. And remember, healed people heal people. So I want you to go out into the world and heal someone today. A smile, a hug, a high five, a laughter, a listening ear, whatever it is. Choose to live free. I love you. Bye. Enjoy the conversation. Typically, I start with my laughter, <laughs> which is appropriate. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Choose to Live Free podcast. This is Kate Eko-Kadezi, and y'all, I have with me um, a guest that I have been looking forward to getting to know and getting to talk to, and I am glad that I get to share it with everyone today. So, dear sisters, I want you to lean in because you are going to be hearing from one of my favorite Instagram followers, as well as I follow her, and I learn so much from her. And so here we are. She is a well-accomplished woman. And um, at the beginning of the podcast, we were warming up. I asked her, um, how would you like me to refer to your name? How would you like to be referred as? And she said, whatever is comfortable. And I said, I am going to refer to her by her accomplishments. And so I want you all to welcome to um, the virtual studio of Choose to Live Free podcast, uh, my friend, now my friend, Dr. Gladys Childs. I have a bonus mom and um, her name is Gladys. I think that's why I have some fondness to you because my <laughs> mother is called Gladys. So her name is Dr. Gladys Childs. And I invited her because I see what she posts on Instagram all the time, encouraging women um, having Bible study. And I thought, you know what? I want you to come on and talk about some spiritual disciplines. So I want her to kind of share with us some of her wisdom as well. So Dr. Childs, welcome to Choose to Live Free. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here and excited. This is so much fun. <laughs> Y'all don't get to see her. I get to see her beautiful <laughs> face, but you can see her on her Instagram page. And I'm going to put all that information in the description. So, so we are going to start, Dr. Childs, by you um, introducing yourself to um, the Dear Sister Community. Well, I am Gladys Childs, and I'm currently serving as the Dean of Freshman Success and the University Chaplain at Texas Wesleyan University. I'm married to a pastor, and we've been in the ministry for so long, I can't remember, but many decades. And we have a son named Scott who will turn 15 and start driving in February. <laughs> Are you ready for that? No, but I told my husband, it's not my problem. It's his and he and my son just need to work it out. <laughs> so you've left it up to dad, like you need to work it out. <laughs> yes. And my husband was shocked. He was like, really? I, he said, I get it, but why are you doing this? And he said, this is, you're really asking a lot of me. And I said, I gave birth to him. You can teach him to drive a car. I think that's even. I love it. I love it. I love it. So some of us who are uh, the controlling nature, like me, I need to take a tip from that. Like when my <laughs> daughter gets to be 15, I'll tell her dad, like, um, I'm struggling with the control, but you take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> 
So what I like to do with uh, my guests is I want us to dive a bit deeper into your journey as a woman, your journey um, as a woman of faith and hearing you talk about you being married to a pastor and you teaching at Wesleyan College. Is that a private university? It is. It's a, it's a private um, Christian university. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm tenured as a religion professor, so I still mm-hmm. teach religion classes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, mainly, I, I help freshmen. Okay, okay. And the freshmen needed. I was once a freshman, and I know how lost I was. <laughs> so, so that's good. So, tell us. Um, I like to break your story into three parts, like your breaking free moments when you were getting to know Christ, as well as you know uh, what were some of the things that you had challenges around, and then your breaking through moment, and then we'll we'll talk about your breathing again when you really started to feel like you and God have this relationship and you're walking with him. Mm -hmm. So I know that, tell us a bit about where you're from, where you come from, your background and all that. Mm -hmm. Well, I was born in Oklahoma and I lived there for seven years. And then my dad was transferred with his job to Houston. So we lived in Sugarland and I went to elementary school and junior high there. Mm -hmm. And then when my dad retired, we moved to the middle of nowhere in Arkansas. And I (laughs) went to high school and college in Arkansas. But it, when it, it was when we moved to Arkansas that people invited me to come to church um, for the first time because my family didn't go to church. And I thought, well, I have nothing better else to do, so why not? <laughs> and so I went and then it was fine. Honestly, I just went because it gave me something to do. It was the middle of the summer and I didn't know anybody. And then they invited me to go to church camp and I was like, well, why not? It was truly, I honestly thought I have nothing else to do. So I'll go. And the first night there was a a true, honestly, a hellfire and brimstone preacher who literally scared me to death. Uh, And so that night, that's when I accepted Christ. Mm, Um, Yeah. And I was so afraid that night (laughs) that all I could see, like, were all the the visions that he had spoken about and all Mm -hmm. I could see. I was just totally frightened. So I woke up the sweet um, youth minister who happened to be a female. And I said, I can't sleep. Can I crawl in bed with you? And so she let me crawl in the little twin bunk bed with her so I could go to sleep because I was literally so afraid. <laughs> yeah. So that is is my salvation story, which um, I don't really recommend pastors <laughs> preaching that way, um, but it can work. But I think they're more gentle ways um, to come to God in Christ. Yeah. It it worked for me. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And so how did you, uh, from there, how has your journey been with, um, you know, even getting to a space where you are married to a pastor and you're working in a Christian university? Tell us more about that. Well, it was within that first year uh, of being a Christian when I was 14, that I already felt God calling me to ministry. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I would end up going into mission work when I was 14 and going to church, just that church family it was in a little bitty town called Amity. And they just honestly wrapped their arms around me. They loved me and they, they knew I was the only one in my family going to church and they went out of their way to love me and support me and encourage me. And I was in a meeting with the pastor one time because I would just go visit the pastor, the poor man. I don't know. I probably <laughs> went three or four times a week because I just wanted to talk, you know? And so that poor man, um, I would sit with him for hours just talking. And one day he looked at me and he said, you're going to be a pastor's wife. Wow. And, and I remember in my head thinking my 14 year old self, and I've only had one experience of a pastor's wife. And she had, she wore these really, uh, honestly, these horribly ugly flowery dresses. And I thought, uh-uh, there is no way I am not dressing like that. I am not going to dress like that. Um, and now reflecting on it years later, it's because I said, no, that yeah, God has a sense of humor and I'm a pastor. <laughs> um, when you told your husband, have you told your husband the story? Yes. What did he do? What did he say? He kind of, kind of knew that that really wasn't my priority to be married to a, to a pastor. And in fact, when he was working through his call about whether to be a, a professor, a religion professor, or to be a pastor, I said, feel free to be a religion professor. I am fine with that. <laughs> and so he chose to be a pastor, but he he honestly chose what God was calling him to What's do. Calling him to do. 
And he, knowing him now, after being married for almost 28 years, he wouldn't have been happy. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't mm-hmm. have been happy being a, a, um, a professor, being a pastor is truly where he's called and where he fits the best. Mm-hmm. And you get to wear whatever you want, right? I get to wear whatever I want. Um, and so, yes, I've been really blessed since we started ministry together, especially in the particular denomination we were in at the time. Usually if you're the pastor's wife, it's like they hire the pastor, but it's assumed that you're going to be doing as much work as him. Mm-hmm. But I had my own life and mm-hmm. I was getting my PhD and I said, Thomas, they're hiring you. They're mm-hmm. not hiring me. And you just need mm-hmm. to make that clear. Mm-hmm. And, and so from day one, he's always told every church we're in you're hiring me. You're not hiring her. Mm-hmm. She'll help when she feels like she wants to or can. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no, she's not part of it. Mm-hmm. And so actually all the churches take that pretty well. Um, yeah. yeah. And I've met pastor's wife who they're fully immersed in the church. Mm-hmm. And I think depending on who you are, it it is what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And for, for my husband and myself and for our churches, it's worked. And not that I haven't stepped in over the years. I've been a children's minister. I've been a youth minister. I'm currently the women's director <laughs> at my church. Um, but it just depends on my seasons of life too mm-hmm. and what's going on with, with my job. But yeah, it's, it's worked out really well. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, so being a religion pastor, tell mm-hmm. us more about that because... Um, it, I have an idea what it is, but tell us more about that. Um, to be a religion professor, it's changed so much. I started teaching in 2001 and you just never know what to expect. Every yes. day is a brand new day. But the thing I think I love about it the most is that when you're around 18 to 22 year olds, and, um, I do have students that have even been older than me, mm. um, but just being around them, there's just a joy mm-hmm. and a glow that they have and a zest for life that as we get older, sometimes tends to get beaten out of us. And mm-hmm. so I love that connection of being with them and helping them. And then as far as being a religion professor, I, I try to make things as relatable and practical as possible mm-hmm. and um, just answering questions that people have. So that way there's not a barrier to their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, for, for example, um, I tell the college students, and this is how I would talk to them. I would say, um, you know, in the Bible, we've got the 10 commandments. You know, there are some other laws, but basically there are only 10 basic ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if we look at them, God isn't up in heaven saying, oh my gosh, let me make your life miserable. You, um, I want us to talk about breaking free. And what I mean by breaking free is <laughs> here in our organization, I Am Free Woman, it's all about helping women live life joyfully and free. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear like, hey, what, what was your breaking free moment when you were uh, developing your relationship with God? Can you tell us something about that? Yes. Um, it goes back to high school. <laughs> and so I, the only way I know how to say this is I grew up in a hellhole. <laughs> that's that's how I describe my childhood. My mom was an alcoholic and, and she was a, a mean drunk. And it was just a difficult situation. I mean, she got better by the time I was in high school, but she still was so broken and there were other family issues. So it was just a difficult time. And I was really shy and I just, just so broken and I didn't stand up for myself. And, and finally there was a day where I had come home from school and my brother who had just, you know, the one who had just recently passed away this past Wednesday, he um, smoked and he put his cigarette butts in the trash in the bathroom. And my mom was irate and she was screaming at me for my brother's cigarette butts in the trash can. So she dumped the trash can on the floor and told me to clean it up. And so me being the good little girl, I picked it all up and put it back. And then it was God moving in my heart saying, why did you pick this? You're not the one who smoked. You're not the one who dumped the ashes in the trash can. It's not your problem. And I took it and I dumped the trash back all over the floor and I walked out. And at that point, mom was yelling at me. She, she probably yelled at me for a couple of days over it. Uh, my brother was upset with me. You know, why haven't I cleaned it up? My dad was silent, though. He didn't say anything. He just he was watching. Uh, and eventually, I think my brother or my mom cleaned it up. But for me, that was a moment when I first stood up for myself and I was mm-hmm. like, no more. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I started standing up in who God was making me to be mm-hmm. and standing up to people who were taking advantage of me. And mm-hmm. that moment, in which it sounds crazy, over some bathroom trash, it forever changed my life mm-hmm. for the best. Mm-hmm. So I'm hearing what I'm hearing is you, 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 that's when you found your voice, you know, yes. everybody, everybody is wanting to find their voice and for others to hear them, right. You want to be seen, you want to be heard, you want to be known. And for you to find your voice at that young age, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I, it took me a while for me to find my voice. It took me a long time for me to find my voice and, um, yeah, just hearing that is quite beautiful. And so I can't imagine growing up in a home, um, you know, with your mom and your, your, your brother and all that, but how did you even navigate that season of your life, um, with that, that, that much, that, with that much, um, instability at home. How did you navigate that? Well, being when I was younger, before I came to know Christ, before the age of 14, I think a lot of it revolved about just getting out of the home and getting away and playing with my friends. And then once I came to know Christ, there is a Bible verse that talks about, you know, without love, life is like a clanging symbol. It's without hope. And I think one of the privileges of coming to Christ at what I would say would be a age at 14. Um, cause I think God would want us to, to come to know him much younger, but I can see the clear difference in my life between my life before God and my life after God. And I think that gave me a lot of, a lot of strength and a place to go and a place to turn. Mm-hmm. And then the extended church family mm-hmm. that, that helped me as well. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I wasn't a mess because mm-hmm. I, I really was, you, you don't go through traumatic life situations like that and you know just suddenly get healed it takes some time to work through the issues Mm -hmm. and so it you know was it was a bit later before I was able to to work through everything but I know that God made a complete difference in my life and and that when I look at my family the reason why I am who I am is because of God Mm -hmm. and and he's the ultimately the one who saved me from all of that and the life I would have led if I didn't know him Mm-hmm. The reason that I am who I am is because of God. I love yeah. that. I love that statement. And I love that you, even when you reflect on it right now, you can go back to that moment as a little girl where it's like, God has been with me throughout all of these moments in my life and all of these situations in my life. Um, you're breaking through your breaking through season. Um, what did it look like as you were breaking free? You found your voice. So as you found your voice and you grew up, you went to college, all those things. How were you breaking through those barriers that were always constantly around you? Uh, I think breaking through it, it still always goes back to God and growing in my relationship, um, mm-hmm. daily devotionals and prayer and, and taking different religious studies classes. And I don't mean necessarily mean seminary. Uh, I've had the opportunity to go to the Spiritual Formation Academy. And then I've also had opportunities to do Catholic retreats, um, different faith-led retreats. And I think in those various moments, I keep growing and learning, but I think it's the idea of being open and realizing mm-hmm. that, that you don't know everything, you don't mm-hmm. have all the answers, and that no matter how deep your relationship with is, with is, no matter how deep your relationship with God is, it can always go deeper, and you can always become more than who you, you currently were. Mm-hmm. The idea <laughs> of being open, mm-hmm. being open-hearted, open your heart, right? He says in his word, he wants our whole heart, you know, trust me with your whole heart. Mm-hmm. And I always say that God is looking for the willing, obedient heart. And if you go come to him, and I like what you said, that we don't know everything. When it comes to our relationship with God, we don't know everything. And so to take on the concept or the idea of, I am in this relationship and every day it grows. Mm-hmm. Every day there's something new through the seasons of suffering, through the seasons of joy, through the seasons of hardship, whatever it is, every day I am growing in this relationship, right? Um, Unfortunately, we go through life struggles that sometimes we don't know how to approach 
the relationship. And so for some people, they walk away. For some people, you know, they struggle to understand why God would allow something like this to happen to them and all that. But hearing you say that, you know, I've had seasons in my life where it's been hurtful and painful and turmoil here and there. But I I stood up for the idea of opening my heart and opening my mind to the things of God. Mm -hmm. And I see what you're saying about those spiritual disciplines that you were engaging in, the daily devotionals, the retreats that you had, you know, learning and continuing to learn about him. Mm -hmm. Um, The more you learned about God, what is one thing that kept standing out to you about who he is to you personally? I think just never ending grace and mercy. God's grace is fresh and new every day. And even when I'm my own worst enemy or when I just forget that God really is there because I get so wrapped up in myself and my situation that I forget to turn to God, which I have done. Um, When I realize and I turn back and repent, God's grace and mercy and love is there again and again and again. And, and for that, I'm, I'm just forever grateful. Mm-hmm. Let's touch on that when it comes to now. So now we're in this fasting period, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are fasting from a lot of things. And I just came back from our eight o'clock um, corporate prayer at church. And one thing that our pastor said, which was also a convicting moment for me and probably for some people in the room is he said, Now, I know that we all have physical needs. And so for some of you, you're fasting, you know, because you want to lose weight or you want to feel good and all that, you know, that shouldn't be the primary reason for fasting. And I said, ouch. (laughs) 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 That the, the Bennett, the side effects, right? The side benefits of fasting. So, you know, as as a religion professor, as a woman of faith, as someone who walks closely with God, you have a pastor, your husband is a pastor, you have a ministry, all those things. Um, Talk to us about the importance of these spiritual disciplines, because it looks like those are some of the things that really held you up as you were growing up and breaking free and breathing again when it comes to your walk with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Well, I have fasted before, and if I'll start talking about that first fasting, I just think it is important because it's a time to really set aside, set aside yourself for focusing on God. I mean, whether you might be giving up food or a certain drink or both or certain activities, but it's, it's not, the focus isn't on the giving up. It's on the turning to God and the focus and the stillness during that time. And I think it's important for people to participate in things like this, just because it's so easy for us um, to get wrapped up in, in whatever our little idol might be, whether it's food or it's an activity, whether it's, you know, social media, um, whether it's another person, you, you get lost in that other person just to stop and say, I, I need to set that aside so I can grow with God and I can put those things in their proper place mm-hmm. because nothing should ever come before God mm-hmm. and our relationship with him, whether it's our spouse or our children or, or anything. Um, mm-hmm. If God isn't first and foremost, and if we can't remember to turn to him, then nothing else is is going to matter and nothing is going to work because if you're not turning to him and constantly seeking him, then you're going to keep making mistakes or you're going to hurt others and things just get out of whack. What you said is going to touch some women in their hearts. Like think of it as reframe it as not giving up, reframe it as your stillness with God. It's powerful. What you said is powerful, really powerful, that it's going to set some women free, like, oh my gosh, so I'm not giving up, you know, I'm not giving it up. I'm just putting myself in a, in a, in a space where I get to commune with God. I got to hear from him. I get to remove all the distractions, right? So that I can do it and do it well. Yeah. So you can gain God because you're not, the focus isn't on the giving up. It's the gaining 
mm-hmm. of the relationship with God and the knowledge and the wisdom mm-hmm. that he can bring. Well, how do you go about um, encouraging even the students that you teach in the, in some of these spiritual disciplines? If, I'm sure you've read some of my stuff on Instagram, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I talk about the six spiritual habits mm-hmm. of daily devotionals, of having a Christian community, of Christian friends, witnessing, tithing, mission work. I talk about these things because we have to be actively engaged in reading God's word and surrounding ourselves by with other Christians and um, doing the, the acts that God would have us to do. And, and we need those things. We have to be actively engaged or it's going to be hard for us to grow. And I, I, I actually got a lot of flack on Instagram and Uh, social media from other people, like you don't need these six spiritual habits. You just need the word of God. I'm like, well, but in the word of God, it it makes it very clear to hang out with Christians. It's very clear about, yes, read the word of God, but you need to go serve others. Uh, You need to let go of your possessions and get rid of some of them and tithe to God. So you don't, those don't become an idol. If people can follow those things and be actively engaged, you you learn, you you learn so much because there's only so much I'm going to learn if I'm just reading the word of God, me and the word of God. Not that it can't be profound and amazing because it can be, but if I don't get another person's opinion or if I'm not helping somebody or being with somebody in their brokenness, then it's just about me and God. And I'm missing rest of the learning opportunities because to me, they're learning opportunities and different ways to grow with God. Does that make sense? I feel like I would bring one. (laughs) No, it it makes complete sense. And I want to lean in on that because, well, first of all, I'm surprised that people were giving you a flack on Instagram, but anyway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because you know what? You hit something that yeah, it, you know how sometimes when you're convicted, you got to just put up your defenses like, no, no, no. I look at spiritual disciplines and spiritual habits mm-hmm. the same way I would look at physical habits. Now, if we bring it into our everyday practical life, what I'm hearing you say is this just as much as you would get up and go to the gym and put in the work to look good on the outside, you need to get up and go to your quiet space, wherever that is, and put in the work to look good on the inside. Yes. And I think people are mistaken that you just accept Christ and then poof, everything's fixed. Or if you go to church simply that that's enough. And, but it takes work. Any relationship takes work and our relationship with God is no different. And we all know that. I mean, like how, how hard do you work to go to school and earn a degree, become a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, a teacher? And yet we think that, oh, you know, I'll go to church one hour a week on Sunday or I'll read a scripture every now and then and poof, I'm, I'm going to be amazing. It's like, no, yeah. no, you're still going to be a mess. I, I mean, I'm still a mess with all the time I spend with God, but I'm, I'm less of a mess today than I was yesterday. Yes. You know. And less than the day before. (laughs) Yeah. And it's good that you have that. The goal is I'm less of a mess today than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow I'm going to be better. Mm -hmm. Anyone who is listening to this, just pause and take in that statement that Dr. Charles just said. I am less of a mess today than I was yesterday. And Mm -hmm. tomorrow I'm going to be even better. Okay. Living in the now. You focus on the now. You look back and you're like, ooh, you know, I should change some things. And then you look forward and it's like, I'm looking forward to who I'm becoming. Now, anything that we are talking about with these spiritual habits, I want you, dear listener, dear sister, to take it and look at it at the way you even run your physical, your mental, your emotional, your relational lives. If you have a relationship with anything, a dog, a child, a parent, Um, your cell phone, (laughs) any kind of relationship that you have, right? If you picked up your cell phone today and your cell phone did not do what it's supposed to do, you will be walking straight to your cellular company's office, screaming and hollering like, this is not working. Y'all need to fix it. You know, the same way you need to have that bond with God. And he has set in place, just like anything, rules, things that you can do to live a good life, all that stuff. If you go through suffering, he has an antidote for you. 
if you're joyful, if you're happy, if you're mourning, whatever it is, he has an antidote for you. So think of your relationship and your spiritual walk with the Lord, not as I did it one time and that's it, but it's always ongoing because guess what? You're growing. Mm-hmm. And you need more tools. You need more things in your tool belt, we call it. You need more things to kind of help you out, right, Dr. Childs? Yeah, you do. And with God, either you're growing in your relationship or it's going the other way. There's no middle of the road. You're either you're growing or you're not. And uh, you have to always be growing and moving and, and making changes because God wants more for you. God has a plan to use you. And if I look at my life, so I've been in ministry since my twenties and who I am today is not who I was then, but God did, God didn't want me to always stay where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and God's, you know, moving me and, and changing my ability to, to minister and, and where I can do work. And uh, if I just took, you know, just thought, well, I'm just going to stay right where I am. I'm a religion professor. You know, I'm doing the God thing. I'm a pastor's wife. I'm doing the God thing. Um, If I think I'm doing the God thing, then I've missed the point Mm -hmm. and I've missed the plan that that God has for me. You you don't and you don't want to miss the point. Mm-mm. But even even when you miss the point, and going back to what you said um, mm-hmm. about grace, yeah. Right? Even when you miss the point, that is the beauty of the God that we serve. Mm-hmm. Unlike yeah. you know other religions, you know that is the beauty of the God that we serve. So there is always grace, and there is enough <laughs> for any of us all the time. Yes, there is because I I have to be honest. I have been hard headed more than once. And honestly, in one situation in my life, I, I honestly just completely forgot to turn to God with it. I, I didn't ask God's opinion at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suffered for it. At, I, I believe I would have ended up in the exact same situation at the end, but I wouldn't have had to go through all the suffering and the pain and the agony mm-hmm. um, if I just would have consulted God. So, I mean, I still make mistakes being a religion professor and a pastor's wife. I mean, when I... When I do something, I I always tell my son, I I like the Harry Potter series. So I'm like Dumbledore. When I do something, I go all the way. So when I make (laughs) mistakes, they are correspondingly huger. And so when I make a mistake, I go all the way because I always try to give everything my all. And so, you know, I go down in a blaze of glory. (laughs) And um, so um, but as I get older, I'm I'm trying not to do that as much, but Mm -hmm. I still do because I'm, I'm human and I Mm -hmm. I forget, but God's grace has been so good to me um, and has even redeemed that situation. Mm -hmm. So I'm just grateful and thankful. Mm -hmm. And I hope that your listeners hear that, you know, if they've, if they're in the, they've made a really big mistake and they're still struggling with it. It's okay because God always redeems in Romans 8, 28, it, it makes it very clear you know, I work all things for the good for those who love me. Mm-hmm. And God works it out if we just continue to turn to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he'll work it out. Yeah. Turn, 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 turn to him. Mm-hmm. I have this favorite um, saying that I tell myself um, to remind myself of where I used to be and where I am going, which is, Kate, you have suffered, you have suffered without God and you have suffered with God and you know the difference. So lean in to the difference. And the difference is I choose to suffer with God. I, I, that's one of those things. When suffering comes my way, I was like, okay, what are we going to do? It's not what am I going to do? What are we going to do? How, how do you want people to even start spiritual habits if they haven't like really paid attention to it? Where do you mm-hmm. want them? Where, where would you suggest that they start? Yeah, well, I'm going to work from the assumption that, that, they have a relate a basic relationship with Christ and they know that Jesus Christ is God's son and they've accepted him. I think the best place to start is by reading God's word. Uh, I would start with the new Testament. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I love the old Testament, but that's not the place to start if, if you're new, but just simply start reading the scripture. And um, there are several devotional books out there and Sarah Young's Jesus calling is a, mm. is a, easy place to start yes um, to where you can get little nuggets and some reflection and and spend some time praying 
And then just, just try to do that every day. I, I think the morning is best just because it frames your thoughts in your mind and prepares you for the day to start your day with God and God's going to be a part of it. But I know life happens. So you don't beat yourself up. Life happens. I think if, if you prefer a devotional book, start with Jesus calling. Cause that's just, an, it's very user friendly. And then just start reading the new Testament, you know, mm-hmm. read a chapter a day. Um, and then you'll know when you need more. Uh, and I, I, the only word I know what to use is, when you start to get bored with what you're doing in terms of a devotional, then, then, you know, you need to go to the next level. Um, yeah, you do. You just need to go to the next level and I get bored. I love what you said that when you're bored, go to the next level, just go to the next level. Yeah. And sometimes people equate that with, well, God is boring. It's like, no, it's, you know, if we were in school and all we learned every day in math was one plus one equals two, we're going to go insane. (laughs) And it's the same thing with the Bible. What, what, if you're just doing the same thing over and over, once you learn it, you've got it and you need to move on. And so you use Jesus calling and then go to time with time with God is maybe a good next level one. Um, I know some people I've given them college textbooks on the new and old Testament. Mm-hmm. So they really learn a lot about the background and history of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, you can go on and on. And if any of your listeners, if they ever want to know, you know, they can just go to my website um, or they can message me on Instagram. Cause I'm at, I'm at gladdischilds.com or Gladys Child's ministries. And I can give you a list of stuff that mm-hmm. if you want to go to the next level, mm-hmm. um, some people need to be re- reading CS Lewis, or there can be some people that need Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, but if you're just starting out, Dietrich Bonhoeffer is not your person, <laughs> but yeah, cause it hurts my brain, but it just, you know, we all need I, more, you know, I'm all about joy and yes. I, 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 joy is my thing when it comes to the spirits, you know, it's like, um, I have the propensity to be sad. <laughs> it's one of those things that because of my childhood and because of the things I've been through, sometimes my mind likes to wander as Joyce Meyer will say in her book, Battlefield of the Mind. Sometimes my mind will wander and then I have to bring it back like, hey, come back. Don't go too far. Bring joy. (laughs) Let's bring joy. (laughs) And so joy is one of the fruits of the spirit that I love so much. So what does joy look like for you these days, especially just hearing about, you know, the loss of your brother a few days ago, what does joy look like for you? even in the midst of grief? Well, I have to start off by saying joy is my favorite word. Um, and I know, I think that's, I may have messaged you once over joy. I just, that's my favorite word. And one of the first words I taught my son, because I think it's joy is that important and it's not happiness, but that's another podcast we can do. Yes, yes. Um, I think for me, joy, joy is seeing my son's face. Joy was there in the moment my brother died. Um, when you have a deep relationship with God and joy infuses various situations in different ways. But I know because my brother passed away um, on Wednesday night, January the 11th. And I was just, I may start crying a little bit, but I'm going to try not to. Um, I was so privileged to be there. And after he passed, God just enveloped me in peace and joy, both of those things. And it was just palpable. And I could feel the whole room full of peace and joy. Um, So I think some people think that you always have to be happy and happiness is not joy, but it always has to be a good situation. And the great thing about God is um, the fruits of the spirit are always available, no matter what situation you're in, whether it's a true celebration or where it's heartbreaking and, and life changing and altering. Um, the fruits of the spirit are always there and can break forth. I like that. And I know your brother um, is probably somewhere looking down and um, you get to celebrate him in your own way, right? You get to mm-hmm. celebrate him in your own way. So may his soul rest in peace. Um, when I saw it, it broke my heart. Um, and I know what it feels like, but you have joy. You have the peace that surpasses all understanding with you as you walk through this season. And just seeing your son's face, I can't wait for those driving lessons with his father. <laughs> yeah, because I don't have to be there because it's not my problem. <laughs> 
what is what is um <clears throat> one golden nugget that you would gift for a young woman um out there in the world i have listeners from all over the world so um and they listen with pride they listen with joy they listen with understanding so what is your one golden nugget for the young woman out there who is um looking for that peace when it comes to their walk with god the thing that i think about is that you need to learn to listen to that still small voice and if you can train your heart to do that it will change your life and your walk with god because when we accept christ god gives us the gift of the holy spirit to indwell us and the world tells us to not trust our inner voice which mm -hmm. i believe is the holy spirit it tells us to look down upon our thoughts and trust somebody else's and so we have to train ourselves to listen to that still small voice even if it doesn't make sense and i would just say Start praying to God and ask him to help you to hear it and to listen to it and to act on it, even if it doesn't always make sense. Um, and I'll give some examples that you think have nothing to do with God, but they do um, because God just wants to know if I was going to be faithful. And <clears throat> there have been times where I was in a situation in high school and I had two opportunities that had come to me and God, I just felt God saying, Gladys, you, you can only pick one. You're going to, you're going to achieve one of these things and this accolade, but you can't have both. And I, I want you to pick one. And I'm like, what is it? And if you knew the events, the events, I'm not, they're just meaningless events that, that had nothing to do with anything, but I'm like, okay, this is the one I want. That's the one that God gave to me. Um, and I have several incidents like that where, or even I had an opportunity to go on a mission trip. Um, I had been to South Africa on a mission trip, but I had an opportunity to go again. And I felt God saying, Gladys, you're not supposed to go. And I thought, it's a mission trip. I have time. I can raise the money. What's the problem? Why wouldn't I go on a mission trip? And I felt God speaking to me, you're not supposed to go. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm not supposed to go. God, I'm not going to go. And I don't know why I wasn't supposed to go. The people went on the trip and everything was fine. Everybody came back home and they had a great time. Um, but I just, God was calling me to be obedient and listen. Mm. And so if we can train ourselves to do that, to, to be obedient and listen, that's, that's one of the biggest game changers is listening to God and then being obedient and acting, even if we don't understand. And even if it's over stuff, you're like, God, this stuff doesn't even matter who cares mm -hmm. but it does because obedience matters i always say on the podcast that everyone that i invite to sit with me and with us it's for my growth as kate and then it's also for everyone who is listening because just hearing you talk about the obedience part and the listening to the still small voice i'm sure every single woman listening to and some men listen i get the report <laughs> Um, you've had moments where it's been hard for you to um, listen. And I, I, you know, Dr. Childs and I, we probably get it because the world is bombarding us with stuff, with so many opportunities. And now the number one competition for God in our lives is money. You know, everybody is wanting to make some side hustle, some money here and there. And so it's sometimes hard for us to even hear that still small voice when someone is dangling and shining something in your face, right? Mm -hmm. And so getting into the habits of those spiritual disciplines, those spiritual habits will help you train yourself to listen mm -hmm. and you will get to know yourself and know the voice of God for you. That's another thing too, is mm -hmm. knowing the voice of God. Cause some people don't even know, right. It's kind of right. like they've had people in their ears so much that they don't know the voice of God. And I think that's probably a good resolution for the new year. I mm -hmm. want to learn the voice of God for myself, what it feels like to hear the voice of God. So, so what you're saying is really, really hitting home for me personally, in terms of listening to that still small voice, even if, and you said it, even if when you don't understand, and that's the part that sometimes we struggle with. Mm -hmm. I don't understand, Lord. I don't see it. I don't understand. I don't see it. So maybe I can't go, or maybe I shouldn't. Right. And that's when we need to lean in. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and we may never know why. And sometimes I know in hindsight why God wanted me to go a certain way. But honestly, a lot of times I have no clue. <laughs> but I know there's a sense of peace 
and a sense of joy that comes when I follow God and when God, I feel God prompting me and I respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've let go of some big things. Uh, I even stopped. Uh, I was almost through with one of my master's degrees and I felt God saying, this is not where you're supposed to be. You need to stop. And everybody, the professors, the students were like, but you're the best one. Why are you leaving? And I said, I'm not supposed to be here. And I quit and I'm going to do this instead. And I tell you immediately after I said, I'm not going to do it. Joy and happiness flooded my soul. It did. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, I had a moment of tugging at my heart with some things that um, I had to let go. And that experience of joy that you talk Mm -hmm. about comes up and it's kind of like, you're so free, you know, you're you're free, free. you're free. So, so um, talking about breathing again, how do you give yourself permission to breathe again as you walk with the Lord? Oh, breathing again. Um, The last five years, God has given me lots of opportunities (laughs) to breathe again. I've had a really difficult last five years, but for me, I think it comes in the stillness and the quiet literally turning off all the noise mm-hmm. and getting away from voices. And, and I literally, I go hide in my house. I go hide in my house to where I can just sit with God. And for me, I, I write, I just write in a journal. So my devotionals look like this. I wake up in the morning and I have a, a journal and I just literally write whatever is coming to my heart and mind unfiltered. And then eventually it, it, it turns into prayers and devotionals and God speaking to me. And then I move into to my Bible study time, but just stillness and quiet. Cause then I, I can hear God move mm-hmm. and then um, I can share my brokenness with God that I couldn't do because I would be distracted by something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those everyone listening, that's one of those spiritual habits that you can develop. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard it earlier morning is best but if you can do morning you can still fit it into your day Mm -hmm. I think that for as much as we want to engage with everyone around us we need to engage with ourselves and with God it's Mm -hmm. very very important very very important so so it has been great Dr. Childs I mean yeah I I I I listen to the podcast episodes over and over again so I know and so when I'm going through the edits and I'm going to be like oh that was so good um and I'm sure my listeners are going to really appreciate the wealth of wisdom that you have gotten to share with them and definitely yes you'll be back because we need to talk about joy and happiness I need to talk about And I just have to say, it has been a blessing to be with you. And so for the listeners, this is the first time that, that we've actually been able to talk to each other like this, but I've messaged her a couple of times and she's, I thought she probably thinks I'm a crazy lady, but I am drawn to her spirit. I've even told her, I want to be your next door neighbor uh, because there's, I can see the God in you and it's calling, it's calling to the God in me. And that's the great thing about Christ is that he unites us, even though you're in a totally different state than I am. The the spirit of God unites us. And um, (laughs) I'm just so grateful for your podcast. And I know you've been a great blessing to all your listeners and we'll continue. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm so glad to finally meet you. And I'm looking forward (laughs) to the relationship we get to build. So I'm going to put all your information in the bio and people will be able to reach out to you. My my website is gladdischilds.com. Mm-hmm. But in, Instagram and Facebook is uh, Gladys Childs Ministries. Okay. And Twitter's Gladys Childs. So if you put in Gladys Childs, Gladys Childs Ministries, you'll you'll find me eventually. Mm-hmm. And I haven't I haven't been to Wesleyan College, so I'm waiting for my invitation. I need to come <laughs> and see. I have to come and see what the university is all about. I mm-hmm. know you're pro, you're doing a great job over there, and it is exciting just to read your post on Instagram. So I look forward to it. So it Thank is you. great to see you and to actually put a face to the name. That's too. So thank you so much for coming and I look forward to getting to know you more. And I love you as a woman, as a person, and I love what you're doing. So thank you, Dr. Charles. Thank you. <laughs> and I hope that all of your listeners just are having a blessed day. <laughs> Same here.